Hey, before we start, let me tell you briefly what we're doing this summer on the Preacher to Preacher podcast. We're replaying our 10 most listened to episodes since we launched the podcast eight months ago. My hope is that as you listen to these top 10 episodes, you'll be encouraged, challenged, and equipped as a preacher or teacher of God's Word. Welcome to Preacher to Preacher, a podcast for those who want to get noticeably better in their preaching and teaching ministry. I'm Rick Reed, president of Heritage College and Seminary. And on today's podcast, I want to talk to you about handling criticism well as a preacher. One of the most painful parts of being a preacher can turn out to be one of the most profitable. I'm talking about receiving criticism. All of us who preach publicly are going to receive some criticism. Whether that's public criticism or private criticism, it's going to come our way. So the question becomes, how do we get the most out of criticism? How do we keep from being destroyed by it? How do we, how instead do we become better for it? That's what I want to talk to you about in this episode. You know, if you're going to get the most out of criticism, if I'm going to benefit from criticism, we got to make sure that we have a biblical view of correction. Go to the book of Proverbs and you'll find that wise people listen to criticism. Listen to Proverbs 15:31. He who listens to life-giving rebuke will be at home among the wise. So do you want to be at home among the wise? You go, yeah, yeah, I do. Well, then you have to listen to life-giving rebuke. So we can't just push away all criticism and say, that's not anything I want to deal with if we want to be wise people or good preachers. So how do we handle criticism? Well, I think it's profitable to ask three questions when criticism comes our way. First question is this, what's the criticism about? You say, what was about my preaching? No, no, no. Get more specific. What specifically was being criticized? Was it the content of your preaching? Like what you said? Or was it the communication of your preaching? How you said what you said? Or was it about your character? Whether or not what you said matches how you live? It's helpful when criticism comes our way to say, okay, what what exactly was the critic saying? Were they saying that what I said was wrong, wasn't true to the Bible? Was they saying that what I said and the way I said it wasn't very helpful, it wasn't clear, wasn't compelling? Or were they saying that I got in the way of what I said because they don't think I'm a credible voice for that truth? Now, it's helpful just to discern what's the criticism about. But then that leads to a second question. The second question is this. Who's the criticism from? See, not all critics are created equally. You got to look at it and say, what is the source? You consider the source. Let me give you four kinds of critics, and they're not all the same. First first category of critic, I would call the anonymous. Here is somebody who criticize you, criticizes you and they shoot from the shadows, right? They don't come out into the open. They don't allow you to know who they are. They put a, a little note in the offering plate. They send a letter to the church with no return address. So that's, they're anonymous. Second kind of critic, I would call the analyst. An analyst is someone who always analyzes your sermons and seems to find the little tiny bits that they think were either incorrect or a little bit 
misspoken. So they'll come up to you afterwards and challenge one of the dates that you gave in your sermon, or they'll say, you talked about this happening in 1986. Actually, Pastor, it was 1987. Those kinds of things. They analyze. Third kind of critic is what I would call the antagonist. The antagonists are people who, for whatever reason, you may know or you may not know, but you just can sense their heart is hardened towards you. You can't seem to do or say anything that pleases them. They listen with a critical ear and a closed mind. And there, there's a hostility feature. You can just, you sense it. When you, when you preach, their arms are crossed. Their eyes are downcast. They're an antagonist. And then the fourth category is what I would call the ally. The ally are people who, even when they criticize you, even when they get on your case, they are still on your team. They want you to succeed. If they point out something that was wrong, they do it because they love you and want you to get better. Proverbs 27 verse 6 says, wounds from a friend can be trusted. Somebody paraphrased that by saying, a friend is someone who stabs you in the front, right? So critics aren't all the same. There can be anonymous critics, there can be analyst critics, antagonists, and allies. And it's helpful to discern what was the source of the criticism? Who's bringing this criticism my way? So first question, what was the criticism about? Second question, who's the criticism from? Here's the third question, and this is where we get down to implementing something, doing something about it. Third question is this, how would the Lord have me respond to this criticism? How would the Lord have me respond to it? And I I think it's helpful here to uh, kind of go back to the category of critics. How do I respond to an anonymous critic? Well, my sense is that if somebody is unwilling to own their criticism, you are not obligated to receive it. If you get the anonymous letter, the anonymous note, you you could just say, you know what? I don't know who this is from. I don't know how to even evaluate this. And if they're not willing to own that, then I don't have to receive that. Or you may choose to give that little note to an ally and say, would you read this and tell me if you think there's any validity in it? How about if the criticism is from an analyst? I found that the analysts, the picky ones that want to come up and say you misspoke on this little detail, they tend to be harmless. They can be a bit annoying and a bit, uh, you know, kind of, they can kind of clog things up, but, but they don't mean to. And so generally what I say with them is deal them with grace, use your pastoral instincts, just thank them, say, okay, thank you for doing that. But if they keep coming up too often, you set a gracious boundary. You say to them, you know, you've come up every Sunday to always tell me one thing. This is the time I need to minister to other people. So I'm going to ask you just to hold that. Or maybe you bring in an ally to just help them understand that's not always helpful. How about with an antagonist? When, a, when the criticism comes from an antagonist, I would say this, don't go it alone. Here's where God has constituted the church to have a plurality of leadership, godly elders. Go to your other leaders and say, brothers, I need your help. I need your correction where that's needed, but I need your protection. You will need help so it doesn't become a personality struggle between you and one other person. Let other godly people speak up for you. And then with an ally, With an ally, when they bring criticism to you, man, open your arms wide and smile and say thank you because they are the wounds of a friend. In fact, invite allies into your life. Look for the people you can trust, your spouse and others, and say to them, if you see or hear anything that seems off, 
You have open access. You have a backstage pass to my life. I will listen to whatever you say. I may not agree with everything, but I will weigh it carefully. So we ask the Lord, how would you want me to respond? Because there are some things we cannot change. Like the truth of God's word. If someone criticizes us for preaching the truth of God's word, we can't change that. We're going to stay to the word. But there are some things we can change. How we communicate, even our own character, how we grow. And as we receive life-giving rebuke and wisely discern what God has to say, we become better people and better preachers. If you'd like information about Heritage College and Seminary, visit the school's website at discoverheritage.ca. To receive a free ebook on how you can get free from your sermon notes, or for information on my noticeably better preaching course, visit our website at rickandlindareed.com.